When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. It is our 7 o'clock hour. What we will be exploring this hour, I'm going to just let you hear a rant by a uh, young man named Kyle Brandt. Uh, He works at, I'm trying to think where he works at now. He works at NFL Network and actually very good friends with Ross Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Kyle Brandt did a takedown of the Dallas Cowboys that you will not want to miss. And it's coming up in just a few minutes. I, he's a good friend of uh, Ross. That's good. And we are going to explore, uh, stunning right now, the big matchup in this game, Boza versus Johnson. Mm. Who's going to win that? We better bring in a football expert for that one, our own Ross Tucker. Hi, Ross. Angelo, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, Kyle uh, was my uh, college roommate, believe right. it or not. Did you hear his takedown of the Cowboys? Not not yesterday's, oh. but I've heard it. I've heard it several times before. I've, I've heard the same type of thing. Yes, oh, well, it's hilarious. Good. He is extremely knowledgeable and talented, as are you, uh, Ross. What surprised you the most about that easy Eagles victory over the Giants? Um, I guess just that—that that it was just that easy. Yeah, you know, I think we talked last week, Angelo, and I felt like coming out of the bye. One of two things could happen. They'd either be sort of sluggish and rusty and it would come down to the end or they would just come roaring out and really be able to take care of business. And thankfully, it was the latter. I mean, they just came out obviously on fire and uh, it'll be a key this this week as well. But the Giants are just not a team built to come from behind. That was very clear. I guess I was surprised that it was that easy and that they made the Giants look that bad. You know, the week before, Daniel Jones played the game of his life. And I know the Vikings' defense isn't good, but played the game of his life. And look, I mean, the Giants' backups did a better job against the Eagles than their starters did. (laughs) They did a better job in Week 18 with Davis Webb than Daniel Jones did out there. It's very, very true. I want to go through the formula the Eagles used against the Giants to see if it would work against the Niners. I'll start with the coin toss. In that atmosphere, if the Eagles win the toss, should they do what you just said, take over, take control from the opening snap, and accept the ball rather than defer? I think it's, you know, typically I would say, no, you always defer. I think it's a really interesting question. Now, we all know that the Eagles have a very strong analytics department, and there's all kinds of information and reasoning and logic for why people like to defer. So it would sort of go against character for the Eagles organization, which is really heavy into probabilities, to go against 
deferring. And there's a reason why almost everybody defers. That said, I think it's gigantic that the Eagles get out to a lead in this game. Mm. The Niners, Angelo, they are really, whether it's the quarterback or the offensive line, they are not in a good position if they get down in the game and have to get into a drop-back passing game. The Niners really need to be able to run the ball, play action, play with a lead. I think you can make the argument, though, Angelo, even if you defer, you should got to come out on defense, get a three and out, then get the ball and go down the field. I got you, but uh, let me go to the next stage of this. Uh, we came up with the game plan, and it worked perfectly. Run the ball a ton, Ross, and throw to Goddard. Goddard's our main target. Will that work against the Niners? Well, Goddard is phenomenal. I was watching the tape and some clips of the game against the Giants. There are some blocks. I might put it on social media today, at Ross Tucker NFL. I'm telling you, Goddard is a bad, bad boy. I love that guy. It's a crime that he's not able to go to the Pro Bowl. The issue against the Niners is other than Bosa, their three best defensive players are their two off-the-ball linebackers, Dre Greenlaw, 57, Fred Warner, 54, who might be the best off-the-ball linebacker in the league, and then Hafunga, their safety, number 29. So I say that, because I, you know, I don't know if the Eagles will look at Goddard against those guys as their best matchup. I think they might look at it and say, we like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, both of whom, by the way, Angelo, were, were somewhat quiet yes. against the Giants Saturday night. I have a feeling the Eagles might look at those guys and say, you know what? We like their matchups against the Niners' corners better than we like Goddard against the stud Niners linebackers and safety. All right, let me do one more matchup on that side of the ball. Uh, Bosa versus Lane Johnson. We know Lane Johnson gave up nothing as usual, no sacks, no pressures, no hits, nothing against the Giants. Can Lane Johnson possibly not at 100% Ross handle uh, Bosa? I think he can, yes. Um, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, Angelo. This is just something that, you know, if you're really into football, you notice. Do you know? So when you have a core muscle injury, like a core muscle tear, Angelo, that is where you get your power from, right? Mm. Like your power is your core. Mm. Do you see the Giants put 350-pound Dexter Lawrence over Lane and just tried to bull, bull rush the crap out of him? It's like they know that it's a core muscle injury. I don't know if they're trying to tear it worse or what they were trying to do, but they were certainly sure as heck trying to get Lane to be very uncomfortable having to stop that bull rush. I do think Lane can handle Bosa. I probably early in the game at least would give Lane some help. They usually don't have to, but just a little bit, just have a, a running back run through Bosa's outside armpit, maybe slide there a little bit. I don't know that I want to put him isolated one-on-one -on -one the entire game. Makes sense. Other side of the ball, obviously the big question is, how is a rookie, uh, seventh-round draft pick, going to function in the biggest game of his life? Will this be a new test for Purdy in the hostile atmosphere of Lincoln Financial Field? So, of course, he's never played on this big of a stage, but I think he started, man, like five years at Iowa State. And every time I watch an Iowa State game, like at Oklahoma or at Texas or against Iowa in that rivalry game, you know, those are obviously big-time college football crowds. 
he played well. I mean, he, he, he was up to the task. So he is very experienced, and he played in, frankly, some of the biggest games in Iowa State history. So I don't think that part of it is going to bother him that much. Now, I think that he's probably going to hear some things from Eagles fans that he didn't hear in Iowa oh, yeah. would be my guess. But, you know, I, I think the, the thing that really is really interesting to me about this game is, believe it or not, Angelo, and I know you talked to with Sirianni about it yesterday, this game's a lot on Gannon, man. Because remember, Gannon's philosophy is to not give up the explosive plays. Well, is he going to let the Niners kind of run the ball down the Eagles' throat like they did, like the Cowboys did a little bit, like the Commanders did, like the Saints did? Because sometimes people are afraid of really trying to stop the Niners' run because they get their explosive plays off of play action. So you're worried about the run, worried about the run. They fake it to McCaffrey, and then it's Kittle behind you or Samuel behind the linebackers for a big play. I know it's been a topic of conversation this week, but I really think the onus is on Jonathan Gannon and what he does. I am fascinated to see early in the game, does he decide we're not going to do everything possible to stop the run we don't want to give up the explosives, or – or we need to stop these guys from running it, try to get them into obvious passing situations, and get a lead. This game, defensively to me, is on Gannon. All right, I need to clarify this. I am not saying this, ladies and gentlemen. Our football expert is Ross Tucker, who played eight years in the NFL. You're saying it's important for Gannon to go more aggressive against that team? Is that what I'm hearing? I am saying that... We're going to find out which way, what Gannon picks. You can't really pick both. You can either say the priority is stopping the run and we'll take our chances with some of these explosive plays off of play action, or the priority is stopping the, the explosive plays and play action and we're going to give up some stuff against the run. I want option A. What do you think he should do? Uh, I think he should pick right, whichever one that is. I think he should choose right. And by the way, maybe more importantly, Angelo, be willing to adjust if it doesn't work. I think stylistically, I'd rather see him stop the run, get the and take the chances with some of the play action passes and the explosive a little bit. Yep. I think it's I think stopping the run is worth because the Cowboys did that in the first half against the Niners, and the Niners couldn't do anything. The Whoa. Niners only had like 100 yards of offense in the first half. Well, how many points did they score? Like six or something? I would like to see the Eagles stop the run, put them in obvious passing situations. Their O-line, Angelo, is not designed for drop-back passing. If it's third and long, I believe the Eagles will eat them up and eat Purdy up, kind of like they ate Daniel Jones up. All right, Russ, I normally would end this by getting you to predict what you think who will win. I'm not going to do that. You will be on here tomorrow. Is that correct? That is And correct. I know I've been advised from people in your family that you would like to defer until Keith Jones makes his selection at the end of today's <laughs> show. That is what I have heard. Is that So, Russ, we will <laughs> defer for you till tomorrow. That is great analysis, Russ. Thank you, as always. That was terrific. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So he's out. 